Hello and welcome back to Mouse Ears Movie Thoughts, where we talk about all things Disney. I'm Hannah. I'm Caleb. And I'm Riley. And today we're going to be talking about the crazy Carl theory. Before we do, though, make sure to go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. But without further ado, let's dive right in. Alright, so, like you said, Hannah, we are going to be talking about the crazy Carl theory. If you want, you can go watch up and review up on that movie before you listen to this. But we're just going to dive in with, obviously, is Carl crazy? (laughs) Yep, that's the whole point of the theory. Yep. So basically, the crazy Carl theory is that the him going to Paradise Falls and this whole trip didn't really happen, and he was dreaming of it all. So dreaming he could, or anything else. Yeah, he could be in a coma. He could have just had a dream, or you know, he could have been hallucinating. <laughs> so you never know with Carl. Yeah, honestly, you never know. The point is. Crazy Carl theory says almost all of up didn't actually happen. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. So, the first uh, evidence, I guess you could call it, is the Kevin skeleton and turning red. So, in one of the, well, in a classroom, in turning red, in a scene, it shows a, a little Kevin, the bird, but skeleton form inside that classroom. So, obviously, though, the skeleton is small. So, it could be a replica, but it still would be to scale because a lot of things you see in science classrooms are to scale. So, Carl could be imagining that Kevin is tall. Either way, someone found a Kevin bird after Charles Monks left. And you may be wondering why it's so much smaller but we only think it's small because Carl sees it. And that could be imagination. That could exactly. be the dream or him in a coma or hallucinations. So we only, we only think what he sees. Mm-hmm. But Carl only thinks it's tall because of the video he saw with Musk. Musk. <laughs> and um, when Musk took off the big old drape or whatever... Um, it revealed this, like, huge bird. Right. But yeah. then that was later dif- disproved. Right. But we still know Kevin is real because skeletons of him still exist. Yeah, although that the skeleton that Munsk brought back was disproved doesn't mean the whole that bird, bird isn't yeah. real mm-hmm. because there's a skeleton of it in Turning Red. Yeah. And Monks wouldn't devote his life to finding it if he didn't see it. Right. He must have saw some version of it. Yeah, exactly. He wouldn't just set out on the blimp and just go and try to find something he doesn't even fully know is there. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. So then the question becomes, did Carl actually go to Paradise Falls? And from what we've seen, no. Uh, and just to be clear, in this theory... Everything is real until his house is taken away. Uh-huh. Then that's where we think the delusion sets in. So for starters, the animators say that they animated about 20,000 balloons that lifted his house. Some questions that I would ask are, how did he get that many balloons overnight? Yeah. And not only that, but he blew them all up and tied them to his house also all in one night. 
I don't understand. I'm just carrying them to his house. How how did he do this by himself? In the I don't know of the how you get twenty thousand balloons overnight. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. And speaking of which, the animators admitted themselves that there would need to be millions of balloons to lift the house, and they only animated about twenty thousand. Yeah, so that'd be near impossible. Not enough. Oh, yeah, it's not yeah. even close to enough. Another point is Russell. Not only is Carl just imagining all this, but he's imagining it as an idealized uh, completion and last trip with Ellie. And Russell is kind of seen as the child that Ellie and Carl never got to have. And here's some of the evidence for that. For one, he's only missing one merit badge, which is what Ellie and Carl, Ellie gave Carl when they're children. And... Carl just happens to have a merit badge that he can give away. Also, what are the odds that an adventurous Boy Scout with one missing merit badge shows up on Carl's house the day he leaves for a big adventure? I mean, the day he is going to fly his house with balloons, go on a massive adventure, this kid who wants to go on adventures, which is another thing, he has kind of the wanting to go do everything that Ellie has, and then also the can't survive in the real world with the practicality of it all. That Carl. can sometimes be Carl, yeah. <laughs> sometimes. Like, yeah. It's Carl. So that's one. And then we see when they're flying their house uh, up in the sky with the balloons that should not be able to lift the house, they run into a storm. And this storm is violent, extremely violent. So violent, Carl loses control of the house. It starts flying in a bunch of random directions. It knocks Carl unconscious with no one to steer the ship. And yet, somehow, By ship, you mean the house that's right, in Right, sorry, I was just thinking of the steering wheel. <laughs> yeah, no one can steer the house. It's blown off course for like 24 hours. And yet, somehow, it manages to not only get to South America not only get to that general location, it finds the exact picturesque place <laughs> like that Carl was dreaming of going to. On the yes. thing. Yes. Pretty crazy. With no one steering it. <laughs> I, I, I like, just think it's a bit hard to believe. Yeah, they were wind. steering it. Not when he was knocked out. Yeah. I thought Russell was. No. No. Russell doesn't even know what what was going on. So what was Russell doing? Probably I, trying to make Carl come back awake. Yeah, or he was knocked out day? himself. I don't know. Yeah. I would have given it up. I don't or know yeah, if it was Carl a full day. It was hours. It might have just been like overnight or something. There you, okay, so yeah, overnight. That would make sense. Speaking of odds, what are the odds that they meet the extremely rare Kevin Bird that Charles Munsk himself has been trying to capture for 75 years. <laughs> yeah. And like the first 15 minutes of being in Just coincidentally Paradise Falls, wherever the heck we yeah, are Paradise in Falls. South America. Those are extremely tight odds. There's <laughs> no way that would actually happen. Speaking of Kevin, Kevin symbolizes Ellie a lot more than you might think, to be yeah. honest. First up, just the basic color scheme of Kevin's colors match the color of the house that Ellie, you know, imagined designed, to paint yeah. it. Yeah, designed. Second. Well, and also, yeah. 
those colors were entirely from Carl, because when Carl saw the skeleton from Munsk, there was no feathers or anything. So he, like, that was all from him. All those colors. In his imagination, you mean. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta stay, stick with us that the pretty much the entire movie is not really happening. Just about. So. We're, we have, this is our evidence to prove that. There is overwhelming evidence. So, yeah, the color scheme is just straight up, like, yeah, it was like what Ellie wanted for the house. That's, like, the least bit of evidence, okay? Right. Next up, the fact that she has kids, like, why would Carl, if you were to just um, imagine, create your own bird in your mind, a new creature that you've never seen before, would you imagine it with kids already? Yeah. Like, what are the odds of that? No, it's because Carl and Ellie were never never able to have kids. So if he is imagining an Ellie-like figure, a.k.a. Kevin, he's going to imagine it with the one thing that they never got to have together. That she never got kids. to be. Mm-hmm. She never got to be a mom. And now in this... Exactly. She is. And to finish it off, how about the fact that she decides... Because, you know, Kevin being a girl. Right. I'm not saying, like, Ellie. I Kevin yeah. literally is a girl. <laughs> um, how about the fact that she decides to help uh, Russell... Or no, decides to help Carl get back Russell from Charles Munsk. Yeah. The one person on Earth who's trying to capture him day in, day out. Like... It says in the movie that this is an extremely intelligent animal. Which it is. You can see another thing. She is. Why would she go back to the one person who's been trying to capture that specific bird for 75 years <laughs> unless it is trying to save Russell? A.K.A., like you said earlier, the random kid who just showed up on Carl's doorstep. Happens to be the perfect child they wanted. Yeah. Which is the child and that they, like, them. like you said, the perfect one that they wanted, that they never got to have, that now Carl and Ellie Kevin have to work <laughs> together to save. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I think we've exhausted Kevin <laughs> and Russell and their link in the story. Now let's go to Charles Munsk himself. Because it, it, his story doesn't it's make insane. any sense. Yeah. He's probably some of the biggest evidence oh yeah if not the biggest i mean the storm's pretty good and a couple other things but charles musk yeah yeah okay the somalian leopard tortoise charles musk claims to have captured that with roosevelt but caleb there's two roosevelts which one does he mean what your Isaac was an FDR going through World War Two, and he had polio, so it was definitely Teddy Roosevelt, the known hunter and explorer. Okay, yeah, it, yeah. like clearly. I don't think we have to guess about this one. Yeah. Okay, now let's get into dates and details. Oh, I kind of like that. Sorry, dates and details. So. Teddy Roosevelt died in 1919. Mm-hmm. It's the cool year. year today. Kind of is, not going to lie. <laughs> Charles Munsk 
the producer says that when he set out onto his blimp and said he would never return until he captured a live Kevin, said he was 23 when he did that, which is extremely young, as you will see. Which means the latest, the, like, if Teddy Roosevelt went on this expedition with Charles Munsk the year that he died, (laughs) Charles Munsk still could have only been eight years old. And the reason we know, uh, like, we know the year that he was 23 was 1934 because of cars and things in that area. Right, thank you. Forgot to mention that. There's, like, they show an ambulance going by, Mm -hmm. and so we can date the time period of when that was happening. Yeah. But, yeah, continue, because this is good. So, the most, the top age oldest, thank you, that Charles Muntz could have been when he captured the rare, exotic Somalian leopard tortoise with Teddy Roosevelt himself. Eight years old. Yeah. And for some reason, he got to keep the catch (laughs) instead of the ex-president of the United States. Yeah, it's a bit hard to believe. Like, why did that not go to a museum? It it was... Or to the president. Like, it was a new species. Yeah. Why would that go to anybody but... uh, uh, Like, why would you get that stuffed? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, but the eight-year-old got to keep it because he was on safari was the president for some reason. Yeah. That's it, normal. It mm-hmm. makes no sense. It really doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Also, while Charles was either eight years old or younger, because obviously he can't be older because Teddy died, <laughs> <laughs> so I, he could have been five years old, when he claims <laughs> that he was supposedly... Playing card games. Nightly card games. With the ex-president. Mm-hmm. And he said that Teddy Roosevelt <laughs> cheated <laughs> On the eight-year-old. On the kid. What? <laughs> what kind of connections do you have that you're playing cards with Teddy Roosevelt himself? Nightly. And, and going he's on cheating on, like... Cheating against the eight-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to take this eight-year-old on safari with me. And you know what else? He can keep it. Yeah. He can keep the giant small. I don't care if he stuffs the rare (laughs) one-of-one new species. (laughs) I don't care. You know he can keep that one. And after all this evidence with Charles Munsk, you just have to wonder, why would an eight-year-old or younger, because he's playing the nightly cards with him, have any connection to the president, or ex-president, sorry, of the United States of America. Well, because to Carl and his imagination, those are like the two greatest hunters and explorers, especially for the time period. Right. So it would just make sense that the two greatest explorers in history... To Carl, his idol, Charles Munsk, mm-hmm. and the other greatest explorer of the 1900s, Teddy Roosevelt, would be playing cards and going <laughs> yeah. on adventures. Like, that would just make sense to him. 
Yeah, everybody wants their favorite celebrities or characters to all be together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so of course he would imagine it. Yeah. And like we said, Charles Munsk was 23 when he left on his journey. That journey was 75 years long, which means in Up, Munsk would have been 98. Yeah. (sighs) Which is just even more shocking when you think that at 98, in this movie, he's wielding a probably 50-plus pound sword <laughs> over his head, across his body, with no cane, which he uses to walk, but he, he doesn't need that for throwing a sword around. And, I mean, he's lived alone on this blimp for 75 years with no medicine better than that of 1934. Like, would he even have anything War. to treat if he got, like, a bug bite or something? Yeah, probably, like, ice. Or honey or something. Honey, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's insane. I mean, I Uh, guess he's just really fit. (laughs) uh, It's insane. Needless to say, he should not be able to do what Carl sees him doing. And if he does, he should be breaking many bones. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, pulling a lot of muscles. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's it's just insane. And then there's uh, a couple more things that Monsk says that really just take him over the edge. He makes another comment saying that the artifacts in his ship are less than half of his overall combined collection and findings of his life. Now, when you think that he's been gone for 75 years and has never come back, over half of his collection was found before he was 23. Which is near crazy. impossible. I, yeah. I don't think that is actually impossible. The stuff that he does have on his ship, which is less than half of his massive connection, collection, he is working. fills his ship. Unless he was working night and day to find stuff, then it might since be Since he was possible. 12? Yeah. Or maybe since he was well. 8. Maybe when his good friend Teddy died, he decided he was going to strike out. <laughs> good friend, no <laughs> president of the USA. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's just shocking <laughs> to think that by the time he was 23, he had found over half of his collection. Yeah. And you, like Caleb or Riley said... You may think, okay, well, I guess he was eight and going on safari, so maybe he was just very active. Maybe. Okay. At eight. Yeah, at eight plus. Yeah. Um, we won't even talk about the fact of parents being involved, but <laughs> yeah, otherwise, no. why would the scientific community question him so strongly about the Kevin Bird, and not only that, but strip him of his place in their society so easily? If he was by far the greatest explorer and adventurer ever, ever yeah. of the world, like yeah, by far. Uh-huh. If he has this many like new discoveries of species yes. before he was twenty three, my golly though! Imagine <sighs> going on a hunting trip with y- y- your president, like at eight years old. <laughs> that is insane. That is just yeah. insane. It's, it's impossible is what it is. <laughs> so, Munsk also says that he has killed every explorer that tries to find the Kevin Bird before him. And you can see their helmets on little stands that he knocks down. I think there's like three of them. So, you can see that he kills them. So, then Munsk can find the Kevin Bird before them. But, we know that he doesn't kill one of them because there's a skeleton in the classroom of turning red so exactly. one of them made it out and it's now in somehow the classroom. like 
covert operation. I don't know. Got in, got out. Yeah. With none of his with dogs bird. seeing him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. with a yeah, bird. None of the dogs. Yeah. That is insane. But even if the skeleton in the costume of Turning Red is a replica, so not real bones, there would have needed to been convincing evidence that the bird really existed, which must have happened after Monksk left since his discovery discredited. Right. The scientific community wasn't going to allow another imposter after the famous explorer of all time (laughs) of everyone in the world. They're not just going to say, hey, come on in. No, there would need to be some really Especially to put it in the classroom. Like, they're not going to put it into the curriculum and start teaching it to kids unless they know a lot about it. Oh, and yeah, that makes me to the next thing. There would have been some. There would have needed to be enough knowledge about the bird exactly. for it to be taught in a middle school classroom. Like, for you to be putting it in other people's brains and telling them that that's the truth, there needs to be some right. pretty Not only the good skeleton, knowledge. but knowledge of how it acted, yeah. what it ate, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Which probably makes it seem like the bird was discovered long before turning red. At least yeah. a, a decade or so. Yeah. Uh, and which means that, again, since Turning Red was in 2002 and Up was in 2009, Carl and probably Ellie, too, would have seen not only Carl Munz get discredited, which they saw early in life, but also someone else find his discovery, someone else prove that it actually wasn't as tall as Munz was saying, and then to have it, like, all this knowledge about it come to light, that's probably what made carl paint charles Munts as a villain in this imagination's dream mm-hmm. probably <laughs> um that and also the fact that he killed the explorers that tried to get well the but he didn't that part was just imagined. true true imagining but yeah we don't really have a set theory on what he is imagining whether it's a coma or a dream or just hallucinations but we do know he is a just imagining everything after the court case that took us home. So, after all that, and basically the entire movie, he was just imagining. Yeah. Russell was not real. Mm-mm. Nope. He never went to Paradise Falls. Nope. Yep. Charles Munsk Lived, died. He was a real human, but he never did yeah. the things that... He never was had dogs that flew planes and talked. Mm-hmm. He never that murdered people for trying to capture yeah. the fake bird. He probably just died out in South America. Carl yeah. never got his house to fly by 20,000 balloons. Yeah. He never played gin rummy with the president. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So after hearing all of the overwhelming evidence that this was all made up, let us know what you think about it. When you go check out our Instagram, YouTube, and website at Masters Movie Thoughts, links are all down below. If you have any, any comments, questions, or ideas, email us at masterismoviethoughts at gmail.com, which is also linked down below. And thanks again for listening, and come back next week for a Marvel trivia game. But until then, see you next time. <laughs>